Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. Ah, my soul, fast, Jesus. Abanante, danantorododo, shedalayanda. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you for bringing me into a brand new day. Thank you, Lord, for giving us another time in your presence. We enter your gates with thanksgiving this morning. Father, we bless you because you are the covenant-keeping God. Scripture says you keep your covenant to a thousand generations of those who love you. We declare this morning that we love you, Father. We love you because you loved us first. You gave us Jesus. And by his blood, we can enter into your presence this morning. Be glorified, El Shaddai. Be glorified, Elion. Be glorified, Jehovah Jireh. We give you all the praise this morning. You are the master of the universe. You are the one who is faithful. You keep your word, Father. You say your word will not fail. And so you watch over your word so that you will bring them to pass. Be glorified, excellent Lord. Glory, honor, adoration be to your precious name. In the mighty name of Jesus. As we come this morning, we have come to fellowship. We have come to bless your name. We ask, Father, speak to us this morning. Once again, cause us to hear your word. Cause us to understand your word. Grant us wisdom and let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining into devotion this morning. I am Murphy. We continue okay, reading our Bible. Today we start a new book. It is the book of John. Yes, the book of John. So, um, usually as Bible students, it's good to understand the background of a lot of the books, okay, before you read them. Uh, because as you understand the background, it gives you a better understanding. The authorship of John, why not in question? Because, yes, it is named after John, John the Beloved, okay? However, um, especially in the way the, the, the book starts, I don't know whether you've noticed, but John starts exactly the way the book of Genesis starts, okay? So unlike what Matthew, Mark, Luke did, okay? Um, Luke and Matthew, especially, for example, started trying to trace the genealogy you know, um, it was Mark who started with, you know, the baptism and all of that. John did not start there. John went back to the beginning, tracing Jesus uh, back to the beginning with God. And so, um, establishing his relationship with the Father, okay? So, when you read, when you read the book of John, you are reading someone who has it's solid grabs. It's solid grabs and understanding that he was writing both to the Jews and to the Greek. He was writing writing to a very wide audience. Uh, the other guys, Luke wrote to a friend, to Theophilus, 
Mark and Matthew were especially written to a Jewish audience. And so you see that there are scriptural references always referring to the Old Testament in both books. But in the book of John, John understands that he's writing, writing to a broad audience, okay? Writing to a broad audience. And so he wanted to establish that fact that Jesus was not just a man, okay? He was with God in the beginning, which in the creation, and eventually he will be made flesh, verse 12, chapter 1, verse 12, okay? So you need to understand it from that background. Number two, remember that John was the beloved. In quotes, he was the, the closest, maybe the closest to Jesus, even closer than Peter. Many times Peter will ask John to clarify from Jesus or ask Jesus what he meant by things. And so there were understandings, okay, that John had that no one else will, okay, will be able to express. And you will see it in his writing. Okay, so back to the authorship. Um, so in the writing, especially when you compare it to the writing style of the book of Revelation that John also writes, it is possible that John is dictating this to someone, okay? Uh, however, the authorship is not in question. The knowledge being expressed is definitely John's. This person walked with Jesus, okay? So this was one of the disciples, uh, unlike Mark, okay? Unlike Luke, that were, that got accounts, he walked with Jesus, and you will see it in his writing. All right, please get your Bibles. Let's read this morning. The book of John will bless you. John chapter 1, we take two chapters today. The prologue, Christ, the eternal word. In the beginning, the word already existed. Did you hear that? The word already existed, and he will present Jesus as the word. Not talking about his lineage, okay? No, not trying to convince the Jews why they needed to receive him. <laughs> Saying that he was from the beginning, in other words, he covers every human being. In the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God, and the word was God. <laughs> Remember that they wanted to cut the head of Jesus. When Jesus said that, uh, before Abraham was, I am, uh, so, claiming that he was God, that was how John was presenting Jesus, that the word was God, capital letter G. He existed in the beginning with God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him. Yes, God will speak the word and the word will create creation. That was what we got from the book of Genesis. So, John is giving us an explanation of how that worked. God spoke the word, spoke the son, and the son created creation with the, uh, with the Holy Spirit. Since God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. Nothing exists outside the word. Nothing exists outside the son. And so everything is upheld by the word. You remove the word, it will come crashing down. It's like taking out the pillars for, from a house. Remove the pillar, remove the word, stand on the word against the devil. He has no choice. It will come down. I'm telling you, the word gave life to everything that was created. Did you hear that? It says the word gave life, gives life, 
gave life to everything that was created. The word still gives life to everything. Even today, the word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everything. His life, the life of Jesus brought light to everything. So when God said, and then darkness covered the face of the deep, you saw in the book of Genesis, and God said, let there be light. It was the sun. <laughs> it was Jesus that brought that light. He says his life brought light to everything. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. Did you hear that? I like the other the, the version we see that the darkness cannot comprehend it. Eh? So the darkness here will represent the power of darkness. With the prince, we represent everything that is contrary to God. They cannot extinguish the word of God. They cannot comprehend the word of God. They cannot comprehend how God does his things. So when you stand on the word of God, I'm telling you, you cannot be extinguished. Nothing can stand you. Nothing the devil throws at you can stand you. When you stand on the word of God, the devil cannot comprehend you. It says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish. I'm, t- I'm tempted, we might need to take just one chapter, <laughs> one chapter this morning. Since God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. So we know that from Matthew, Mark, Luke, we already know that John was the, was the one who prepared the way for Jesus. But he was preparing the way for the light, yes. The light that was about coming into the world to illuminate the whole world. He says so that everyone, everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. Did you hear that? He was simply a witness to tell about the light. John himself said that I am the one, the voice of one preparing the way for the Messiah. He says the one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. John himself said that I am not worthy to undo or tie his sandals. 10 says he came into the world, into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. Remember, so when you read Philippians chapter 2, that he did not think it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself nothing and was fashioned as a man and, and then became humbled. Okay, before he, before he humbled himself unto death, he humbled himself to be born as a man. Okay, remember that he created the world that he was born into. I'm telling you, that is humility. He came into the very world he, cre- he created, but the world didn't re- recognize him. Many times Jesus told the Pharisees, you don't know, how could you guys not understand? I am right here and you are missing me. He says he came to his own people and even they rejected him. But to all who believe him and accept him, he gave the right to become children of God. Hey, hey, hey. Hallelujah. Hey. He says, but to all who believe him and accept him, he gave the right, eh? Right, authority. He gave the authority to become children of God. Do you believe Jesus this morning? Have you accepted him as your Lord and Savior? 
Yes, if you have, you have the right. Hmm. You have the authority. You are a child of God. Okay? And so when you speak, just just the same way my son can speak on my behalf, when you speak, you can speak on the behalf of God. It says, but to all who believe him and accept him, he gave the right to become children of God. It says they are reborn, not with a physical birth, resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So now you, it is from John chapter 1, you will understand what Jesus was trying to tell Nicodemus when he was tell, trying to tell him to be born again. He says here, 13, he says they are reborn not with a physical birth, uh, resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God, okay? It is God that causes that, and that happens through the word. 14, so the word became human. Yes, the word became flesh, like other, another version puts it. The word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. <laughs> Jesus is the one and only begotten Son. Every one of us, okay, flowed from him. Every one of us received our sonship from him. Outside the Son, you cannot become a child of God. Eh? Listen this morning. Outside the Son of God, you cannot become a child. You cannot become a son yourself. It is in Christ that you become a child of God. Hallelujah. He says, the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. John testified about him when he shouted to the crowd, This is the one I was talking about when I said, Someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am. For he existed long before me. So you get a different account of what John said. Okay? So John the beloved added something different to what John the Baptist said. We get we got we've gotten that part that someone else is coming after me who is greater than I than, than I am. We know that part. But that part of for he existed long before me. That part, only John, John the Beloved, this John, this gospel by John had that part. He existed long before me. In other words, he knows more than me. <laughs> John is saying, he's declaring right from the onset. He knows more than me. And he is by far, I'm not even worthy to undo his sandals. Since from his abundance, we have all received one gracious blessing after another. Hey! So, my write-up is going to be on verse 16. From his abundance, eh? from Jesus' abundance, we have received. Did you know that? You have received. It might not look like that. Eh? The devil might be telling you a lie eh? that you are empty this morning. You have received. <laughs> you, have, you are loaded. You are packed with blessings. Eh? I love the way Ephesians chapter 1 puts it. It says we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Yes, in Christ. Eh? We are blessed. 
with every spiritual blessings. It says, from its abundance, we have all. We are not that, not that we are going to receive. We have received. It says, we have all received one gracious blessing after another. Not one blessing, no. One after another. So just the, immediately we are recovering from one blessing. Another one will eat us. Hallelujah. It says, for the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. Yes, God's ultimate goal in giving them the law, okay? What's love? God loved the word, okay? So he gave them the law to preserve them. But you see, God's true unfailing love, unmistakable, you can't miss it. I'm telling you, there are things that John will reveal to us that I'm telling you, you will shake heart. You compare it to what the children of Israel had and you will wonder, how can anyone still be holding to that? Hmm. Why the law and everything that Moses brought covered their sins? Hey, today, my own sins are not covered though. My sins are not covered at all. My sins have been washed away. They don't exist. Eh? You remember, okay, so I am sure you have had dirty clothes before, eh? and you put them in the washing machine, and the washing machine washes them. <laughs> Do you still have the deaths there? I know they are washed away. It says, Oh, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. I don't have them anymore. I don't have any sin eh, that God can point to. Eh? So let the devil try. It's hallelujah. Since from the abund- from his abundance we have all received one gracious blessings after another. So this morning we or all through the day, I want you to ponder what are the blessings that you have received from Jesus. Remember, you are now a son, you are now a child of God. 17 says, For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. But the unique one who is himself God is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. I'm telling you, if you want to understand the concept of the Trinity, uh, the best book to give you that, that, that unveiling or that clarity is the book of John. Okay, again and again you see him making a clear divide between Jesus and his Father. And of course, eventually you will see the Holy Spirit introduced. No one has ever seen God, but the unique one who is himself God is near the Father's heart. Every time he uses that word God, he uses the capital letter G, okay? Representing God, that Jesus is God himself, is near the Father's heart, and he has revealed God to us. Now let's look at the testimony of John the Baptist. Since this was John's testimony when the Jewish leader sent priests and temple assistants from Jerusalem to ask John, Who are you? He came right out and said, I am not the Messiah. When they asked him, I am not the Messiah. Well then, who are you? They asked. Are you Elijah? No, he replied. <laughs> Jesus will go on to tell us that he is Elijah. John said, I am not Elijah. <laughs> no, he replied. Are you the prophet we are expecting? No. The prophet you are expecting is the Messiah. I already answered you that I'm not the Messiah. So what do you mean by are you the prophet? Remember, Moses already told them that a prophet is coming. So they referred to that prophet as the prophet. <laughs> Definitely the prophet. There's one prophet, one particular prophet that they are 
expecting and that prophet that they are still expecting is what will lead the nation of Israel astray in the end time. Okay, it says, are you the prophet we are expecting? No. Then who are you? We need an answer for those who sent us. What do you have to say about yourself? Now listen to John's testimony. John replied in the words of the prophet, the prophet Isaiah, I am the voice shouting in the wilderness. Clear the way for the Lord's coming. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 3. I am the voice, I am a voice shouting in the wilderness. Clear the way for the Lord's coming. I am not the Lord though. I am just clearing his part. I am not the Lord though. I am just part of his body. He is the head. Eh? <laughs> someone is the ham. Someone is the finger. This one is someone. Someone is any other part of the body but i am not i am not the lord this is clear the way for the lord's coming then the pharisees who had been sent asked him if you aren't the messiah or elijah or the prophet what right do you have to baptize i don't know who sent them okay because obviously they were jealous of john just like they would be jealous of jesus they were jealous that john was baptizing remember that john is from the tribe of judah just like Jesus, okay? They were cousins, just like Jesus. He was from the tribe, he was from the tribe of, he was from the tribe of Judah, even though his father, sorry, his, his father was a priest, okay? So you would say he was, he was also, you could just put him into the line, but he was not doing exactly what other priests would do. In other words, he was not going to the temple to go and present himself and be offering offering sacrifices there. John did differently. John walked into the wilderness, was wearing camel camel clothes, you know, did not take care of himself, you know, and there waiting on God and then began to preach. From there began to baptize. And so they came and they were asking him, what right do you have to baptize? John told them, I baptize with water. But right here in the crowd is someone you do not recognize. Though his ministry follows mine, I'm not even worthy to be his slave and untie the strap of his sandal. This encounter took place in Bethany, an area east of of the Jordan River where John was baptizing. Okay, so it says the next day, Jesus is eventually revealed. Remember the first thing that John gives to us is revealing Jesus as the word. The next thing that John would do for us is reveal Jesus as the Lamb of God. So I want you to take a, a jotter this morning, okay? Because John will continue to, to reveal Jesus, okay, as specific things, okay? So it will give us a revelation of who Jesus is. It will reveal Jesus to us as the good shepherd. I think you will find that in John John chapter 10. It will reveal Jesus to us as the good shepherd. It will reveal Jesus to us as as the way, the truth, and the life. It will reveal Jesus to us as the bread that came down from heaven. So you are going to be writing all of those down. Yes, they are revelations of who, of the person of Jesus. And I'm telling you, the more of Jesus that you know, <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, <laughs> you will command things. Everything, he upholds everything. Everything is upheld under Jesus. 
29 says the next day john saw jesus coming towards him and said look the lamb of god who takes away the sins of the world so he refers to jesus as the lamb and he would knows what he's saying okay so before now the lamb would have been sacrificed you know um it would have been sacrificed on the day of atonement to take away the, or to carry the to, to carry the sins of the people into the wilderness and when they carried the people at least for that year they were they were they were covered but jesus was not coming coming to cover the people's sins john says the lamb of god who takes away eh he has taken away my sins he has taken away your sins. Your sins do not exist anymore. That thing the devil is telling you is a big, is a fat lie from the pit of hell. The Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. He says, He is the one I was talking about when I said, A man is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. I did not recognize him as the Messiah, but I have been baptizing with water so that he might be revealed to Israel. So you understand the very purpose for which John began to baptize. Okay? He had been shown that Jesus will eventually come. And then when Jesus comes, he was to baptize him and to reveal him to Israel. Okay? And John would do his part. Okay? John would do his part. So when Jesus was telling him that, look, let us just fulfill all righteousness, it was this part that they were fulfilling. It was revealing Jesus to Israel. Ah, but Israel would still reject Jesus. He says, I did not recognize him as the Messiah. I'm not the one that chose him as the Messiah. He says, but I have been baptizing with water so that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John testified, I saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove from heaven and resting upon him. John said he saw it. The Holy Spirit alighted on him. And the God already told him, told him that the one upon whom the Holy Spirit rests upon when he was baptizing was the one. Yes. He says, I didn't know he was the one, but when God sent me to baptize with water, he told me, the one on whom you see the Spirit descend and rest is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. So until now, John was baptizing with water, but someone had come that would, be, would begin to baptize with the Holy Spirit. Since I saw this happen to Jesus, so I testify that he is the chosen one of God. So again, that is another revelation you need to write down. So we have received that Jesus is the word of God. We have received that Jesus is the lamb of God. Now we have seen again now that he is the chosen one of God. <laughs> yes, so he is the chosen one of God. He is the one that God chose. Eh? It is through him that God was going to make a way for everyone to be able to come, to be able to come to him. Jesus is the chosen one. Not Mohammed, not Mary, not Buddha, not anyone else. Jesus is the chosen one. He is the word that was from the beginning. He is the lamb that takes away the sins of the world. He is the one that God has chosen. Accept this this morning. 
and be free. Hallelujah. Accept it this, this, this morning and receive from the Father. You cannot receive anything from God until you accept this from the Father. Jesus is God's chosen one. Yes, he's the one God chose. Let's go on. Next, we see the first disciples that Jesus will call. He says, so I testify that he is the chosen one. 35, 35, the following day, John was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, Look, there is the Lamb of God. Hmm. When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. <laughs> so they were some of the disciples that followed Jesus, they were actually initially following John. Jesus looked around and saw them following. What do you want? He asked them. They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? He says, come and see, he said. And it was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place where he was staying. And they remained with him the rest of the day. Andrew, Simon's Peter's brother was one of these men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. It was Andrew that brought Simon to meet Jesus. Eventually, Simon will take over and be the leader. Okay? Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus, looking intently at Simon. Look at the first words Jesus would tell Peter. Jesus said, your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter, <laughs> which means the rock. Since the next day, uh, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, come, follow me. Philip was from Bethsaida, Andrew and Peter's hometown. Philip went to look for Nathaniel and told him, We have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nazareth? exclaimed Nathaniel. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Come and see for yourself, Philip replied. And I'm telling you, this is the best way to bring people to come and see, to come and to come and encounter what Christianity is all about. Come and see for yourself. Christianity is not a religion, eh? <laughs> it is the word itself being revealed. Come and taste it for yourself. Come and see the power of God at work for yourself. He says, come and see for yourself, Philip replied. As they approached, Jesus said, now here is a genuine son of Israel, a man of complete integrity. Eh? That was what God told Nathanael. He said, how do you know me? Nathanael asked Jesus. Asked. Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. So Jesus saw something in the past, okay, or Jesus saw it as it as it was happening. Either you put it like that, or Jesus saw something in the past. So again, you see the gift of the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom at work in Jesus's life. Since the, then, Nathanael exclaimed, "Rabbi, you are the Son of God, the King of Israel." <laughs> Jesus asked him, "Did you believe this just because I told you I had seen you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these." Then he said, I tell you the truth, 
you will all see heaven open and the angels of God coming up and down on the Son of Man. Hey, Jesus. Ah, you don't know what Jesus just said just now. Let me finish it first. He says, you see the angels of God going up and down on the Son of Man, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. Jesus says, I am the stairway between heaven and earth. Now, immediately Jesus told them this, they understood because the last account they have that this happened was that night when Joseph uh, sorry, Jacob was sleeping, okay, with that stone. And when he woke up, he saw a ladder, okay, of angels descending, going, coming down from heaven to earth and then going back. And and Jacob said that uh, this is, this must be like the gate to heaven. And he, he called that place a Bethel. He called it a Bethel. Now Jesus is saying, you see that ladder, that Jacob saw eh, in the Old Testament. I am that ladder. <laughs> it says, I tell you the truth. You will see heaven open and the angels of God going up and down on the Son of Man. Hallelujah. It says, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. Remove Jesus. There is no, there is no stairway. Hmm? There is no connection. There is no ladder. There is no way to get to heaven. If you stand outside Jesus, hallelujah. I hope you have been blessed today. All right, we'll stop with John chapter 1 because of the introduction. Okay, we took our time a bit today. Okay, so we stop here today. I don't know about you. What of the things the book of John will do to you is that it will open your eyes to the person of Jesus. You will know Jesus for yourself. So I want you to pray this morning. Uh, Jesus, I want to know you better and better as we read through the book of john lord reveal yourself to me in the mighty name of jesus verse 16 again from his abundance we have all received one gracious blessing one after another lord i want to recognize the blessings that you have released into my life will you say that prayer for yourself this morning father take us deeper in our work with you reveal jesus to us Open our eyes this morning in the mighty name of Jesus to know you, to recognize the great blessings in our lives. Father, we thank you and we give you all the praise. Bless your people today. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.